Good evening, church. And uh, I'd like to thank uh, your pastor, Pastor Darren and uh, Pastor Mabel, to uh, invite me to, uh, to share the work that we have in our Anglican Community Services. I am uh, so blessed to be part of uh, this work for the last nine years. And um, my role there is I oversee uh, one of the units under the St. Andrew's Mission Hospital. Now, this unit is called St. Andrew Senior Care. And the main work that we do is uh, we provide what we call day care um, and active aging programs in eight different locations island-wide. Uh, my colleagues, uh, like what uh, Pastor Baron, uh, Darren mentioned, they are both here. So after that, you can uh, speak with them. So um, before I share, let's, uh, let us um, go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. May you open our hearts, quieten our minds, to be willing to be tutored by you. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is the outline of uh, my talk. Um, so I will first uh, let you know and share with you about the work of the Anglican Community Services and then um, also share a little bit about uh, what God put in my heart about John 4 that you have read about the Samaritan woman. So you already have uh, read the scripture, so we will skip that. So a little bit about um, the work. So besides senior care, we see actually the beginning of this um, work, which started uh, by the wife of our first um, Bishop of Singapore, Dr. Charlotte Ferguson Davy, who saw that children and women are not well cared for medically. So what she did was she started a clinic at Bencoolen Street for them. And later in 1923, this clinic became a hospital with 60 beds for those needy women and children in Chinatown. Okay, who likes to eat? Huh? Sophie, you are. You're bluffing me, right? <laughs> okay, I'm sure you know <laughs> uh, Maxwell Market, all right? Some of you would still, uh, you know, or, or you just sort of take a peek at the back of Maxwell Market and um, you can see our hospital building there, standing there, and uh, it has reached its 100 years, all right? And uh, today it's standing along Erskine Road and behind Maxwell Food Market. So you can see that next slide, actually, we went in um, in June this year, um, all of us, and really to just look at, you know, how the Lord somehow has caused the Anglican services to start this work. I remember Yok Chu also was there. Yok Chu just joined us, and she said, this has to be the Lord's work because how can it last so long? How can it last so long locally, right? So God has been um, very, very faithful. Next slide. And um, besides uh, medical work, we also have um, the other wing that we look after persons with mental health condition in the community. And this is uh, a service that is under um, Singapore Anglican Community Services. We have been having this uh, sister organization for the last 56 
years. So this work started yet with another lady who saw the plights of the villagers in Potong Pasir. She was actually a village nurse, whilst her husband, uh, Mr. Francis Thomas, was a teacher in St. Andrew's School. So some of you are aware that, you know, the diocese is actually uh, along uh, the road that's called um, Francis Thomas Road. And that is um, within currently our, our St. Andrew's village. So currently, the community psychiatric service is one of the largest community mental health um, in Singapore, service, services in Singapore. And uh, we look after persons with mental health who require residential care, employment service, day rehabilitation services. Under SACS, uh, they also now have youth mental health work and they also have senior family and children services. So you put all the services together in the next slide. You will find that there are actually five pillars covering medical, senior services, autism, psychiatric and family and children. And if you look at the services in another, another perspective, in the next slide, you will find that we have um, the opportunity to look after persons from the, in, uh, during their healthier days and journey with them till they are more dependent till end of their lives. Because some of you are aware that we also have um, persons, uh, we also have services to look after persons who are not so well, who are dying from cancer, who are dying from organ failure, and we have our community uh, hospital in Simei, and that is our inpatient wing. And in, by 2024, if you look at the next slide, uh, we already have, actually that is uh, 41, uh, 41 um, centres across the island in these five pillars of services. So uh, what, is, uh, what is very interesting is, most of you will know how many parishes we have in Singapore, right? Twenty? Twenty-seven, right? So we have a good problem here. Some of you will have to reach out to two of our services, all right? Because the centres are growing really, really fast and we are so blessed, we are so blessed to, to be serving our nation in this way. So next we actually look at how our services are divided by cluster. So you will see that these are the different clusters. We have the, the hospital services, and then we also have um, the senior services. Senior services um, both under the centre base and also under um, um, the residential care. And we also have um, the psychiatric services and then family and uh, uh, children group. So in this case, uh, if you look at this, some of the services are actually across what we call two business units. Okay, next. What we want to talk about next is that if you look at this carefully, uh, you will see that all the churches are partnering our services. So look for your church. So here you have, um, you're right on this side, 
and you are looking after what we, uh, what, where we are, um, which is Budok South, St Andrew Senior Care, Budok South. So we're very excited to be partnering you um, because there are different ways that you have um, contributed um, in, in our work. Uh, the beginning, I'm sure you contributed in press and now in volunteering uh, with us as well. So, and, and your Chinese service is also um, um, looking after the other of our senior care, which is in um, Budut North, right? Budut North, um, both um, in volunteering and also uh, through uh, the uh, through through uh, sending their actually uh, one of their staff in in uh, helping us as on staff, right? So there are different ways that you can help us. And um, you know, later at the booth, you will be able to see that. So uh, this next few slides are just looking into a little bit more about what we do in some of the services that we have recently uh, um, started. Um, some of you are aware, maybe not, um, that we actually had a mission school many, many, many years ago. Okay, most of us are not around. Um, and what happened was um, when we started this uh, autism school in uh, 2022, when they called themselves St. Andrew's Mission School, they were quite shocked because after they called it St. Andrew's Mission School, then they realized that it was a name that we gave ourselves many, many years back. So this is a normal curriculum or, or close to a normal uh, uh, Curriculum, normal curriculum school for our persons, um, uh, children with autism. And as you can see, um, eventually they will have about maybe 500 uh, students there. Next. The other work that um, we had the opportunity to do is uh, really reaching out to our migrant workers, right? I mean, we talk about mission work in an overseas country. When do we have a chance to actually speak with them um, when they are here. Okay, next. I think you need the next click. Sorry, I think my slide had some problem. So this is in uh, Penjuru, in, uh, in Jurong. Uh, in two, during COVID, we were approached to start what we call a migrant worker a medical centre. And now we are looking after 85,000 uh, uh, migrant workers in Singapore providing medical, physiotherapy, dental health, and mental health. Right? So this is another work that is quite um, you know, new to us. Thanks. Um, some of you are aware of uh, SJSM or St. John's and Margaret. We started a nursing home um, in 2021, and then we had the official opening in 2022. This is yet another um, interesting um, work that St Andrew's uh, Mission Hospital has uh, done because not only we have a nursing home, we also have a senior care within the same place and we also have a preschool. Anglican Preschool Services is also there. So this is our intergeneration program. And again, it is uh, very exciting for us because um, the work that we're doing is uh, something that um, you know, is caring uh, uh, for, for our seniors, looking at different perspectives of reaching out uh, um, 
to them through the church, which is on the same ground, and then also uh, doing you know, some uh, work within um, the seniors and the community, those who are still in, uh, living in the homes, in their own homes. Thanks. Um, this is somewhere where um, it's in the middle of Singapore. We started an uh, active aging centre last uh, two years ago at Havelock. And like what I mentioned, uh, we have had um, actually volunteers already. Uh, Christine has said, hello, where are you, Christine? Thank you for volunteering every Monday. Uh, and of course, many of you, like Carl, has been there. Um, you know, we, we, we started in Bodo South, uh, middle of this year, and I know that some of you were really so excited. I remember Pastor Darren said, quick, quick, show us where is it? And I think it was, you know, like even before we hand over, he said, you know, you, you, you need to open up, you know, because everybody is so excited about it. We want to go and see, we want to go and, you know, look at the place that we are all praying about. So we're so thankful um, that, you know, the church has supported us and are looking forward uh, to, to help, on, help us in many ways. Um, maybe going back to the slide uh, before, we have um, yet two more nursing homes coming up in Tampanese North and also in our unit, and that is uh, Akandata next year. So you must be wondering, so many things, ayah. 41 centre, how to help? Okay, we start with small things. You can see um, Pastor Mabel is there playing um, room cube with our seniors, myself. Uh, you have some of uh, your staff helping. Uh, I think that was a Chinese New Year outreach. And then we also had, um, during official opening, um, and some of you say, oh, I'm too young, young, or I'm too old. Well, we even have intergeneration work, all right? I just want to mention one of um, our volunteers and um, this is a gentleman who um, has been with us in one of our uh, uh, senior care centre for the last seven to eight years. His name is Paul and just to let you know that um, you know, I, I took this out as an example because I wanted you to see that uh, it is not volunteering just with our services, but also with other different services because, you know, your, your, this year's uh, work is, is really um, missions and evangelism. So this, um, this gentleman, Paul, um, you may not be able to see him very well. He's actually at the back, tall, or sometimes you can talk, call him Tall Paul. Um, he was with us for um, about, like what I said, seven years. And um, he's like the gang leader. Okay, he doesn't sing because KK, some of you met KK on his uh, right, it's a guy that sings and dance, uh, but he doesn't sing and he's the one that gels everybody together, right? He will be the one that brings all uh, the seniors who are in the 70s, who are in the 80s to come. And he will, um, he will be the one that buy the food for our staff. We are so blessed. Uh, and other, th other than that, he also reached out to persons who goes to his church. Paul is actually worshipping at uh, Yochukang Chapel. So what happened is, um, you know, recently I only just got to know, he said, Oh, Mina, I also go out to the destitute home uh, around the uh, 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 Aukang area. And what happened was some of these uh, persons actually dropped by his church using the opportunity, you know, Yoshukang Chapel is along the, the main road. Um, he found out where they were from. And then he found out actually they were living in a destitute home. And he brought 
um, you know, God's Word ministry into the destitute homes with the permission of the person in charge there. So we can go to many areas, okay? Keep uh, our mind open. All right, thanks. So back to the story. You might be thinking, what is this Samaritan woman got to do with me or local mission? Right? Who are the Samaritans? I think if you recall, Samaritans are considered as a mixed race that the Jews uh, wanted nothing to do with them. They have bitter distrust and conflict had uh, long separated Jews and the Samaritans. Their fierce rivalry stretched way back uh, more than 700 years to the days of the Assyrian Empire. Assyria crushed the northern kingdom of Israel in 722 BC and taking captives and deporting most of the population to replace the exiled Israelites Assyria forcefully resettled people from other conquered lands in Samaria. So this particular Israelite population who remained there actually intermarried and imported Gentile settlers in direct violation of God's command. Their descendants, their descendants combined the worship of other gods with a confused belief in God of Israel. Jews hated Samaritans view them as unclean. They will purposely, if you look at the slide, go around, right, the sideways to just skip Samaria. So who is this uh, nameless Samaritan woman? Next slide. Who is this Samaritan woman? Jesus chose to go through Samaria to meet with her. She had chosen to go to the well at noon and and many of us guess, maybe, you know, is to avoid others, all right? But what happened is Jesus is the one that initiated the conversation by asking her for a drink. He not only purposely go there to meet her, but he actually initiated the conversation. And the next few phrases, Jesus revealed to her who he is by telling her, that he is a giver of living water, and those who drink of this living water will not thirst again. What is this living water? Many of us know that it is God's own life coming into our lives to give us satisfaction. The encounter with the living water, she asked, so she asked of this living for this water. And she said, oh, you know, I want this water. She quickly said, sir, 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 give me this water so that I will not be thirsty again, all right? She might be busy. Like many of us, you know, we come to church, we look at our phone, we think, yeah, dinner time, we're very hungry already. Shall we go where? I think there's a bazaar down, you know, uh, the, the, the market, want to go and get something for Christmas. But she was listening. Okay, she was listening, and not only she was listening, right? She wanted this water very, very eagerly. She asked for the water, and you can tell that actually, when she asked for the water, she didn't even understand because she said, "Remember, remember her reply." Huh? She said, "Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty and have to come here and draw water." Obviously, she still think about the physical water when Jesus is telling her. I am the living water, all right? And, and after that, Jesus asked her, now, 
bring your husband. Come here. Why would Jesus ask her something that he already know? Come on. She was thinking, eh, you're supposed to be a prophet, right? You know. Why are you asking? Okay, but she wasn't that rude, thankfully. And I believe he asked her because Jesus wanted to give her a chance to open up her life to him. Okay, her life to the living water. It is a time to confess her sins. Jesus approached her, her sins head on and asked for an open confession, and she did. Then you must be wondering, living water, lah, what's this, what's all this about? What happened to this woman who went to the well with a personal issue? Her issues related to a longing, her issues related to her shame, and related to the need to cover up, likely because she's not accepted by her peers. She belonged to the down and out gang. First, she was a Samaritan woman. On top of that, likely she's a prostitute. She had no place in the community. She only knew that she's being rejected and she needs to hide whilst she's doing her daily chores. So Jesus confronted her issue, let her see her own issue, and let her see that her longing of a relationship and her need to be accepted, and she pointed out that she is finding substitutes to fill her temporarily. But she needs to encounter God, because without God, without a true encounter with Him, we will always be searching for something else to fill us, and that is in verse 13. Knowing our deepest needs, Jesus offers not just to the Samaritan woman, but us, all of us, living water, and explain to us that whoever who drinks this water will never thirst. We will never be able to find... Uh, we, will, we will only be able to find contentment and peace if we have Jesus. And many of us uh, are thinking, or rather, uh, Jesus might be asking her, right? Jesus is asking her, where, bring your husband, okay? So for us, who are our five husbands? All right, who are our five husbands? These are things in our life that we kept going after. So you ask yourself, what are these things that we keep going after? Is it a better work? Is it another promotion that we long for because we have better recognition? Is it another new car, another new phone, so that we'll be affirmed, flip phone, more acceptable, new toy? And, uh, or maybe detox session so that I look better? Or could be, uh, you know, a concert by Taylor Swift? Maybe not this, this group. Or, or any other new edition or something, a handbag. Or maybe another mission trip. Maybe a mission trip. You know, I come back, someone's, I will know, huh? my friends say, I have been to mission before. I'm not against mission trip, my pastor. Don't blame me if nobody goes to a mission trip. But what I'm trying to share is that many a times, we use things that we're chasing after as things that fill us. Okay? I'm not against promotion, which companies use to recognize our contribution, or a new car or a new phone to replace your old one. 
we need to ask ourselves if we are truly after this living water that Jesus wants to give us when we encounter Him. Only when we have Jesus in our life, then we can leave our water jar and go and tell others to come and see Him. All right? So yes, it is important to do mission. It is important to, to go and do outreach. But we ask ourselves, are we doing it because we want our lives to be filled by many activities or are we doing it because we have encountered Jesus and we want to tell others about Him because our lives have been transformed? In Psalms 16:11, it says, You made known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. In your right hand, our pleasures forevermore. I would like to close with this song entitled The Well by Casting Crowns. But before the song is played, I hope you can put all your thoughts away and just listen. Because I feel that this song is almost like God speaking into our heart. The verse says, You can spend your whole life chasing what's missing. But that empty or emptiness inside, it is just and gonna listen when nothing can satisfy and the world leaves you high and dry. Just come to the well. Another verse says, So bring me your heart, no matter how broken. Just come as you are. When your last prayer is spoken, just rest in my arms a while. You will feel the change, my child, when you come to the well. May each of us allow Jesus to speak into our hearts, into our lives, as we meet him at the well. Thank you.